on good surface, not ice or snow. So anyway, let's go ahead and get started tonight um, and uh, jump in. Um, and we'll start with a time of adoration. Again, this is where we praise God for who God is. Uh, we are praising him for his characteristics and his attributes. And so we always start with our question of who has God uh, been for you this week or where have you seen God work this week? Uh, for me, I'll get it started. Uh, man, God has been just a source of grace uh, this week uh, for me and just seeing his grace at work, not only in my life, but in the lives of people that I've had a chance to interact with this week. And also with that, been a source of joy. And so for those things, I am thankful and praising God for who he is. So uh, what about you? Who has God been for you this week? Yes, ma'am. Yes, he has answered prayers. And the big one is you're back with us tonight, which I'm very excited about. So, Miss Judy, it's good to have you back. I wasn't sure if you're back because you want to be back or you got kicked out of the house. But, oh, you want to be back. Okay, good, good. Well, that makes me feel better. So, I'm happy you're back. It's good to see you. Amen. He's, a, he's God who answers prayers. Who else? Peace. He's a God of peace. Praise the Lord that he is that. Who else? Faithful provider. Yes, he is our faithful provider. Truth among the chaos. There we go. And not just any kind of truth, but like capital T truth as well. So we, uh, man, we praise him for that. So uh, I'm still thankful that even though uh, the narrative on television often gets controlled, I still control the remote and the Lord still has his authority on me through the word of God. And so I'm thankful for that as well. That's a good one. All right, who else? The future holder, amen, he is. He is our future holder, and we praise him for that. It's nice knowing that even though we don't know what tomorrow holds, we know who holds it, and we know he's already at work, and so we praise him for that. How about a couple more? Anybody got a couple more they want to throw out? I see a lot of eyes going over to the cute babies. Pay no attention to their cuteness. I know, I know. Anybody else got a couple more? Satisfaction. Satisfaction, yes, yes. That's a good one. How about one more? And then we'll open up with a, a time of just praising God for who he is. Quality or characteristic, an attribute that you're thankful for, for who God is and what he's done. Keeping, yeah, it keeps us patient, so... Yeah, I don't know, you know, and I still struggle with that one, Jed, because, um, you know, it, it's a dangerous world to pray for patience because God won't just give you patience. He'll give you the opportunities to practice patience. And so uh, I know you're, you're feeling that on so many levels right now. And so anyway, all is well. <laughs> it is well with my soul. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, I'll tell you what, let's just praise God for who he is, and then uh, we'll get started tonight. So let's pray. Father God, we come before you right now thanking you that you are sovereign God. You are the promise keeper. You are the one who holds our future. You are provider and sustainer. You're the God of peace. You're the God of truth in the midst of chaos. You are the lighter of our paths, the restorer of our souls. You're the God of salvation. 
You are sovereign over all things. You're the Lord of creation. You still have authority. You will always have authority over this world. You are the Lord of redemption, the Lord of our salvation. Father, you're the Lord of worship. God, we see and recognize that we gather because you allow it. And so for that, God, we praise you. We thank you that you're a God of satisfaction, a God of joy. We praise you that your mercies are made new every day. We thank you that even when we don't see what's in tomorrow, Father, we know that you're already present there and you have a plan. So for that, we praise you. Father, we thank you that you are our strong tower and our defender, our shield, our protector, our ever-present help. You are the truth. You are the way. And so, Father, we praise you for who you are. Father, we thank you that you are seated upon your throne, that you are sovereign over all things, and that you will be glorified no matter what we think. Your name will be praised above all. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We praise you for this time, and we praise you for the opportunity to gather. We thank you, God, that you are the, the God of answered prayers. And so, Father, we pray that as we even begin this night, hear our praise to you for who you are. And, Father, we wait with eager expectation to see what it is that you will do with each moment of our life and in the moments that we can't even see yet. So, Lord, we love you, we thank you, we praise you. And it's in your precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Well, all right, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to invite you to turn with me real quick to Psalm 111. We're going to go ahead and get started this evening uh, with Psalm 111. Again, it's good to be back with you all on a Wednesday night. I do want to take a moment and thank uh, Jed uh, for leading us last Wednesday night through Psalm 82. Um, if you were not here last Wednesday night, uh, man, you missed a, that was a phenomenal uh, walkthrough of Psalm 82. And so you can actually watch that still. Uh, right, Corey? So that's still online. You can watch that. Um, we might have to have a re-airing of that on a Sunday morning where I step away from the podium and I say, don't take my word for it. And we watch the video. I'm not really sure how that's going to work. No, we're not, we're not doing that. <laughs> Jed, Jed, Jed nicks that idea. Corey nicks that idea. But anyway, it was a great, a great time last week uh, walking through Psalm 82. So Jed, thank you for that. Thank you for leading us uh, through that particular psalm. So tonight we're going to be looking at Psalm 111, and before we get into Psalm 111 tonight, I want to give you a little bit of background on this psalm. You see, this Psalm 111 actually has a twin psalm um, with Psalm 112, which also means that if you're looking ahead, you've got two twins, uh, two almost identical psalms, Psalm 111, Psalm 112. You get into Psalm 113, and Psalm 113 almost acts as a sister psalm uh, to those first two psalms as well. Now, the reason why these particular psalms are called uh, twin psalms Psalms is because they both actually begin with the same exact phrase, which is praise the Lord. 
Now, from there, if you are a student of Hebrew, you will quickly pick up that uh, there's actually an alphabetic acrostic uh, within each half line that ultimately begins with a subsequent letter from the Hebrew alphabet. So um, that was intentionally done, powerfully done. And so you actually, as you're looking through the Hebrew and you're looking through the letters, uh, you can see the letters going in alphabetical order as you study Psalm 111 and Psalm 112. We also know that for both of these Psalms, they actually focus on the fear of the Lord. Now, when you take that particular phrase and you break it down, Psalm 111 actually focuses more on God, whereas Psalm 112, the the twin psalm, will actually focus more on God's people. So we're actually going to look at Psalm 111 tonight. Eventually, we're going to come back around and look at Psalm 112 as well uh, to kind of compare the two so we can hear them together. Um, And I think that'll be a wonderful thing to do. But for tonight's uh, purposes, uh, let's just read Psalm 111 together. So here we go. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Full of splendor and majesty is his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the inheritance of the nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. Man, I actually love reading the psalm. The psalm for me personally is one of those psalms where uh, when I'm feeling discouraged, since discouraged or frustration coming in, I like to come back to Psalm 111 to be reminded of who God is and to be uh, to remind myself that irregardless of what may be happening around me personally, what may be happening around us corporately or even as a nation, we can come back to Psalm 111 and say, praise the Lord. It is his praise who endures forever because he is holy and awesome. And so just to be reminded of that is a powerful thing. Now for us tonight, let's just walk through this psalm together. In first one, we see there's actually a call to worship that's happening here when we see it say that I will give thanks to the whole uh, Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright and in the congregation. Now clearly we see that this moment of Psalm 111 is taking place with the holy congregation as they gather to praise the Lord in his sanctuary. So kind of the way I like to visualize Psalm 111 is if you could imagine this sanctuary uh, prepared to be packed with 
people. And let's say we go real Old Testament on this and we're all split up in the tribes and we're all a part of uh, certain tribes. And it'd be kind of cool if we had our own colors as well, I think. Um, I think the kids would enjoy that as well. But let's say each of us had our own door that we entered through the sanctuary. And as we came in to the sanctuary, that call to worship time our call to worship would be praising God by reciting Psalm 111. We would be coming together saying, great are the works of the Lord, full of splendor and majesty is his work. He has caused wondrous works among us that should be remembered. He is holy and awesome. His name is holy and awesome and his praise endures forever. And then all of a sudden, that's the point where we get to our seats and then boom, music kicks in. Like, that's kind of the, the visual that uh, I have here with Psalm 111. Now, we get into verse 2, and clearly, all of a sudden, this, this congregational singing begins to turn to the works of the Lord. Now, again, we're focused on God here. So the psalmist, in speaking of the works of the Lord, actually has in mind the great works that God has not only uh, been doing or will do, but is actually speaking more to what God has done in the past. Now, clearly the biggest example of what God has done in the past is how God rescued his people uh, from their slavery and bondage within Egypt. And so clearly that is the big moment uh, that's being remembered here in Psalm 111. Now we get into verse 3, and again, speaking of God's work, we see that it's full of splendor and majesty, and then we see that his righteousness then endures forever. So the psalmist, by declaring this, the congregation, by singing this, they're actually acknowledging that God's work, both past tense, present, and work that is to come, is both divine and royal, and therefore puts, is put on display by all of creation. So when we read that his works are full of splendor and majesty, literally what we have is every day as, as we look to creation, as we see a beautiful sunrise or if we watch a gorgeous sunset or I don't know what life looked like for you last night, but if you had a chance to watch the meteor shower, um, we did not at my house because it was very overcast and uh, very wet, um, which who knew it rained in Florida, uh, but anyway... We didn't get to see a whole lot, but in creation, what we see here through creation is we get to see God's kingship, but also his divine power. Because you see, that's the beauty of even watching a meteor shower is even in this particular moment, God is even sovereign over that moment. God has spoken this moment into existence. And so when we look to his works, we can look to his works and say, yes, they are full of splendor and full of majesty. Now the psalmist goes from there in verse three and begins to speak of God's righteousness. Now all of a sudden we turn our attention from his past works, from his creation and how he works, to all of a sudden now we're seeing God's character and law as they are being recognized by the people of God through the historical works of God. So in other words, what we're seeing in just the first three verses, we're actually seeing God's perfect will, and we're singing about God's perfect way and how it will always be done. 
And so when I think about uh, getting into verse 3 and we start thinking about his righteousness and his perfect will, his perfect way being done, I'm immediately thrown back to a TV show that uh, came out recently. And I think of this one particular character who always says, this is the way. Um, And so when I think of God, that's literally where my mind goes, is you think of God and his will and you say, yes, this is the way. If it's of God, it's clearly good and right. And it is worthy of full splendor, full of majesty and worthy of our praise. Now we move from there into verse 4. And we see the psalmist again singing here that God, he has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. Now, this is not speaking of the works of God as just a memory of what God has done, but rather we are remembering in light of the fact that God is working, okay? So this is that moment where for the psalmist, they're saying, hey, We've seen God work before, and because we know God will work according to his will, according to his way, according to his glory, we know that he is still working today. And so that's a beautiful thing to think about, because here's the reality for us today as we fast forward to modern times from Psalm 111. We can hold out in the hope and assurance of knowing that just as God has worked in the past, just as God has worked through the nation of Israel and through the Old Testament, as we've seen God work through the Gospels and then the birth of the New Testament church in the New Testament and then following, we know that that very same God is still alive and well and working today. And so we have much to be thankful for and much to praise him for. Now we go from there and we get into verse 5. Now when you get into verse 5, there's actually some key words uh, that you see in verse 5 that I would actually, uh, if I underlined in my Bible, um, I don't in this particular Bible, but if I had my other one, I would underline or highlight um, these particular words or phrases. The first one would be the word provides. Again, this is um, alluding us back to Numbers chapter 11 when God actually provided food in the wilderness um, during the time of Exodus. And so we see that God is a God of provision. Uh, the next word that we see there is the word covenant when it says he remembers uh, his covenant. So what we have here is this, when God acts um, for his people, he does so because of his relationship that he has already established with his people. So God, what we have here is God provides um, because of his promise that he has already established with his creation, with his people. And then we get into the word, uh, the third word that I would underline in verse five is the word forever. In other words, God is not a one and done type of God, okay? Which is a great, he's not a one hit wonder, okay? Um, if he, again, he has provided before, he will provide now, and he will provide into tomorrow because of his promise that he has made with his people. You see, God is not a fickle God. God doesn't say to us, hey, now that I've done this little thing for you, now I want you to do this master list for me, and then maybe I'll think about helping you again. Not really sure. Um, That's not how the Lord works. Um, He's not that fickle. He's not that shallow. Rather, because of his covenant, because of his promise, because of his provision, we know that that provision will carry on for his people forever. So by the time we get through verse 5, we can realize that God's people can always depend on him. Okay, now think about that in the midst of what we're seeing today in our country and all over this world, whether it's, um, I don't even know what level of Jumanji we're on at this point. I've kind of given up counting 
uh, between uh, the stuff that's happening in our country and uh, killer bugs and hurricanes and natural disasters and all of a sudden warehouses in other country are blowing up and just all kinds of forest wildfires now again. Like it's just, it's one thing right after another. And so now, no, by the way, now it's Shark Week on television. And so again, I don't know what level of Jumanji we're on, but what I do know is this. I do know that God has promised good for his people. Now that doesn't necessarily mean good as in health, wealth, and prosperity. What it does mean is he has a promised plan for his people and he has not abandoned us and we can always depend on him. That's why we can always, in speaking to God, say to him, Lord, you and you alone are sovereign over all things. Now we move from there and we get into verse six and here we see that um, God, it says of him that God has shown his people the power of his work. So now again, speaking back to verse five, his provision, now we're seeing his power. And then it says this, in giving them the inheritance of the nations. Now, when you go back to Deuteronomy chapter 7, we actually see where God gives the promised land to the people. This is why we can now come back to Psalm 111 and see that God has shown us the power of his works because he has delivered on his promise through his power what it was that he assured his people that they would have. Now, this section of Psalm, of Psalm 111, verse 6, then flows into verses 7, 8, and 9. And man, I'd love to sit here and unpack everything that's happening in those three verses. We're going to sum it up in one simple sentence, and that is this. Just like coming off of verse 6, where we're seeing uh, this promise, this inheritance, God's power at work, verse 7 through 9 are actually affirmations of the works of God and the very words of God and all that he has done. So literally, when you, you unpack the inheritance of the nations shown by the power of his works in verse 6, verse 7, verse 8, and verse 9, then affirm that work. And they affirm it through his works, but also through his word as well. And then that lands us in verse 10. And one of my favorite phrases uh, appears in verse 10. And believe it or not, it's not the phrase, his praise endures forever, even though that's amazing. It's really the phrase, the fear of the Lord, which it says is the beginning of wisdom. You see, I like that phrase because what we have when we begin to think about the fear of the Lord is we are now seeing the correct way we are to approach God. Now, again, we're not talking about a shaking in our boots kind of fear. We're talking about a healthy or reverent awe and wonder of who God is. You see, God, when we come to worship, when we, when we gather in our quiet times or in our prayer closets or um, even in our day in the midst of our frustration, if we're, even if we're studying the word or, or maybe you're reading something, I'm really reading a lot of uh, Puritan stuff right now and it's just been really rich. Um, anytime we come to this and we're studying the word, again, whether it be in song or study or prayer or just in our own personal study or even in corporate worship, we begin to see and understand that even in the midst of all these times that we have together before the word with God, God is the one who deserves our praise. God is the one who deserves our reverence. And he's the one that deserves our worship because as we've already seen in verses one through nine, God will make good on all of his promises. 
And so that's a powerful thing to think about because remember, we've got another promise to go. And that is the promise that he will return. So if he's made good on all the other promises, we can rest assured that, again, even in the midst of the chaos in our world right now, God will return. And he will claim what is rightfully his. And so we can thank him for that and praise him for that. Now, the beauty of that for us as believers is this. Not only will God make good on his promises, but it also means that he will make good on his threats against his enemies. You see, a lot of people downplay the judgment of God. They downplay the wrath of God. And so as believers, if we can say we have seen God work, we have seen the power of God, we have heard the word of God, we have seen the promises of God fulfilled, therefore we know that he will continue to fulfill his promises, then we also know that even the work that he has set out before his enemies, even that will be accomplished according to his divine will and his divine purpose. Meaning this, at the end of days, God will win. We have a lot to be thankful for. We have much to think through. So for us, as we gather for prayer, as we gather for worship, as we gather uh, to study the word individually, corporately, as we gather with our families and, and, and hopefully prayerfully, we're spending some time thinking upon God, thinking upon his word, talking about it with the generations to come. My prayer is that as we gather with God, that we would praise him with wonder and awe and reverence, that we would worship him because of what he has done. We will worship him because of what he is doing, knowing that he is going to carry out what he has said from the beginning according to his word. So as we think on God and as we study the word of God, may we be like the psalmist in Psalm 111, going back to verse 1, may we be able to say, praise the Lord. And then may we be able to close out by saying his praise endures forever. Man, I am encouraged and I am thankful uh, for Psalm 111 and just the power that is found within that psalm. And I hope that encourages you. I would encourage you to go back and reread it, to read it as a prayer um, as a, uh, I guess a praise more really um, with your family and individually and just allow yourself to just reflect on the wonder and the, the power and the works of God. So uh, having said that, I want us to move now into just a time of prayer. Um, so with that, I'm going to ask if uh, anybody's got any prayer requests that they'd like to share tonight. Um, some of you guys I know have been wanting to write some of those down. Um, please write, write them down and we'll pray for them. Um, I would also encourage our folks who are still watching at, at home because we're still recording. You can still email us in prayer requests at prayer at southsidebrandon.org. We get those prayer requests, our staff, we pray over them. Uh, so please, please make use of that and um, please send in those prayer requests because we want to know how we can pray. So uh, having said that, is there any?